0: Here is my reality reflection for today. Back in the day, if I'm really honest, I used to be uncomfortable when someone would talk about their faith, talk about Jesus, wear a cross. I probably was more uncomfortable with that than I was seeing a headdress person in the Muslim faith or one of those red stones on a Hindu's forehead. I'm sorry, I don't know what that's called, but I know that that's an outward sign of your belief. And I haven't really thought about that much until today. And I look at the world out there today and how much true angst, anxiety, uncomfortableness, I know that's not a word, but how uncomfortable people are with Christianity and the true beliefs that are written in the Bible today, the verse before the gospel Man does not live on bread alone, but from the word of God, from every word that comes from God's mouth. And yet, do we know the word? And I say this because I am not chapter and verse. The Old Testament is not as in my back pocket, if you will, as the New Testament, but I love learning. I'm telling you there is this Bible in a year and I have not been doing it every day. And then some days I'm listening to five or six at a time. So it's one of those programs that you can start and stop. You don't have to do it every single day. It's up to you. You could Sign up for the podcast and it will remind you I did not subscribe to it. I just downloaded the Hello app and I use it, the free version. But what it does do is it helps you to understand from the very beginning what God's plan was, how evil crept into the world, how it's been here ever since the beginning. How there are two bloodlines, a good bloodline and a a bad bloodline, an evil bloodline. Cain and Abel, brothers of Adam and Eve. It's been here from the beginning. And I want to read the gospel to you. I'm sorry, the first reading to you from the book of Wisdom. Wisdom Rocks. Wisdom is awesome. Wisdom was where I heard the Lord say, basically, pray first thing in the morning. Because in the book of wisdom, when the manna would be dropped from heaven, it would remain on the top of the ground and they would go collect it first thing in the morning. But if they didn't get it and the sun came up, It would disappear. It would dry up. Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus many times went out at night, early in the morning, before the sun rose. Remember, in the Jewish faith, it's actually not a faith, but in their practice, they Started the day at dusk so that the dawn would come, so the darkest part of the day would start, and then the dawn would come and lighten and brighten. That's how their days were. Okay, (laughs) but I want to read the first reading because I think this might be many of us struggling with other people's faith. I know people that I aspire to be like, right? I want to be like them as far as their faith and spiritual life and what they've chosen to do versus what they've chosen not to do. A lot of these people are saints. I am all over. In my first video prayer program where I walk with you, It's really based on spirituality from Ignatian, Ignatian spirituality, St. Ignatius of Loyola, the one who created all of the rules for discernment of spirits. That's what my spiritual director is trained in. And that's where I initially learned how to pray. And then when I got into mental prayer, I sought out, prayer warriors and saints such as St. Teresa of Avila, St. John of the Cross, St. Faustina, the Carmelite Order, the Little Flower. And they have a super deep prayer life. And this is where I learned how important prayer was. And so I look at people who have gone through the Carmelite training and all of that kind of stuff, and I do have a bit of envy, I guess. Is that the word? I'm envious of people who have taken that next step to get closer to God, wherever God leads them. And I used to, used to have a bit of, again, jealousy. Of these people. And I don't want anyone to compare their spiritual life to anyone else. I talked yesterday about how important it is just to focus on ourselves because everything else will fall into place. What do I mean? If you are praying to the Lord every day, offering your entire life, giving him everything, thanking him for every blessing, I guarantee you, your heart will change. You will detach. In other words, instead of being envious or jealous of somebody else's spiritual life, somebody else's home, somebody else's car, somebody else's job, somebody else's spouse and children, their successes and not yours, you will be happy for them. You will be joyful for their successes, joyful that they are deepening their relationship with God, that they are an encouragement, that they are a model and a witness for us. And then for other people, if you're (laughs) jealous of what they have and their stuff, then God will change your heart to be satisfied with what you have and your stuff because your life is different. Your needs are different. Your desires are different. I want everyone to look at their life and ask, Why am I not satisfied with what God gave me? But that's not what we're going to do. What we're (laughs) I'm going to read the book of wisdom because it is possibly the way that you feel. And right now, according to the world, I feel this way. I believe. The world feels this way about us, Christians who believe in the word of God, who believe that God created male and female, man and woman, so that those two can join as one and create one flesh, which is a child. And they were created in the womb way before all of us, way before we were even In our mothers, right? God had a plan for us. He knew the numbers of hairs on our head. And he did not make a mistake when he created us in the womb. But I do believe the President of the United States, and I say that in quotes, Joe Biden, actually said that every trans is is made in the image and likeness of God. And maybe their God, maybe their God, Moloch, who has breasts and a penis and a goat head, who thinks perverting God's creation into what they believe is godlike, That might be true, but not the God that you and I believe in. <laughs> so I'm just seeing in front of me exactly what I am reading in the readings. And the more that you read the the word, the more the word reads you and reads what's going on in this world around us. Okay, wisdom, book two. It's 1A and then 12 through 22, so it's kind of broken up, but follow me here. The wicked said among themselves, thinking not aright, let us beset the just one because he is obnoxious to us. He sets himself against our doings, reproaches us for our transgressions of the law, and charges us with violations of our training. He professes to have knowledge of God and styles himself a child of the Lord. To us, he is the censure of our thoughts merely to see him is a hardship for us, because his life is not like that of others, and different are his ways. He judges us debased, holds us aloof from our paths and from things impure. He calls, blessed the destiny of the just, and boasts that God is his Father. Let us see whether his words be true. Let us find out what will happen to him. For if he is the just one, to be the Son of God, he will defend him and deliver him from the hand of his foes. With revilement and torture, let us put him to the test, that we may have proof of his gentleness and try his patience. Let us condemn him to a shameful death, for according to his own words, God will take care of him. These were their thoughts, but they erred, for their wickedness blinded them, and they knew not the hidden counsels of God. Neither did they count On a recompense of holiness, nor discern the innocent soul's reward. Okay. I kind of feel like the world looks at me. Like who am I to be putting on these unrealistic expectations? To be preaching what the Lord says? I mean, clearly... They, they can put me to the test. They can test how loving I am by attacking me verbally and calling me a bunch of names, labeling me a bunch of stuff to see, oh, am I really all that kind and gentle and patient? Or am I just like the rest and I'll just get down to their level and start labeling them and calling them names? I truly believe that I feel like the, the, the earth, everyone on it, not everyone, of course, but everyone that is falling for this ideology, for this blatant propaganda. I hate to use that word, but it's everywhere and the children are falling for it. And I just sit and I think we've got to be the people that stand up, that rock the conscience of those around us who are falling for this. We've got to have them look at us like we are their conscience, honestly. I hate to say it, but we have to be kind and patient about it. And that is why I go back to us working on us. And doing what we can by looking and seeing what others are doing to progress their relationship with the Lord so that they can be more confident in themselves, more confident in their ability to stand up for the things that are true and good and beautiful. I had someone ask me when I was at the parish mission, you know, I mean, when did you... Kind of feel confident in your ability to stand up with against, like the, the the weapons against your faith. And in the beginning, I didn't know the faith. All I knew was that sacrament of reconciliation changed my life, and that's all I knew. And I knew that that came in the Catholic Church, nowhere else. But then it was the Lord who had me, research the faith. And to look up the teachings and then to wrestle with him. I had mentioned I was like Jacob, wrestling with God all night long, like, please bless me and please give me your blessing, meaning I just want to understand it in my heart so that when I do explain it, it makes sense because I can turn to the Lord's Word. The Word. That was the verse before the gospel, that it's not just bread that we live on, but every word that comes out of the Lord's mouth. And for those of us who don't know the word, honestly, dive into things like the Bible of the year. I think Father Mike does a great job and you don't have to stay on it. You can pick it back up. I haven't touched it in probably a week, and I'll go back to it, especially on my cleaning days. And today is a cleaning day because I've been away from the house. So I'm going to clean from top to bottom, and that's my time to turn on God and learn. So I just want to encourage you to continue (laughs) to seek out people who you might be envious of. Boy, I really wish I could have that prayer life, or I really wish I knew that knowledge. Well, instead of being envious, let's be encouraged by them. Because when people ask me, how did you learn how to pray? I mean, there's a reason I put a 40-day video prayer course together, because there's no way I could just tell you. (laughs) I mean, it's not just do it. I wish it was, but for me, it was a process. And this one, my first one is all, I haven't finished a second one. I haven't even started a second one, but I feel like there's a big need for that next level of prayer. Once you are in a routine and that's the hardest part. So keep trying. If you don't do it so good the next one day, do it the next day and add a little extra time. You know, it's not that you can't do it. It's that you choose not to. I hate to say it that way too, because people think it's insulting and love is a choice. And you have a choice to love your spouse, just like you have a choice to love your God. You have a choice to love the people in your life, your kids, your relatives, your coworkers, or you don't. It's not a feeling. The world made us think that we should go by the seat of our feelings. If it feels good, do it. Oh, I don't love you anymore. Or how about this one? I'm, I love you, but I'm not in love with you anymore. <laughs> I use that one all the time. Okay. Keep working on you. And know that people may be uncomfortable with you, with your beliefs, because they are the opposite of what they've been honestly trained to believe. So be aware that you may be making people feel uncomfortable. So you need to have that love in your heart from God, right? To stand firm so that you can be that witness in the way that you act, but also be loving in the way that you speak. Because that is, for me, the difference, right? I can put a cross on my hat and I can have a cross on my shirt, but if I'm not acting like that cross... I do believe, I can't remember who, Dalai Lama, someone said, you know, I love your your Christian God. It's the Christians I don't love so much because we don't act like the God that we are supposed to be serving and loving. And it's true. So be aware, of course, your witness is everything. If you profess to love Jesus and you are You know, a right fighter or everything that you debate is because you want to be right. Because I'll be honest, in the beginning, I figured that I knew the right answer about Catholicism and everyone needed to know that this was the way. And when I was having discussions, not even arguments, I was right fighting. I wasn't listening to their side. Trying to understand their viewpoint, that's more of the process of helping someone to understand truth, is to understand what they believe so that you can actually turn your points toward their beliefs, right? If we don't allow them to talk and we're just pounding stuff into them, it doesn't connect. It doesn't make that connection to their beliefs. But the more you do it, the more God gives you stumbles. Oh, who don't want to say that next time? (laughs) That didn't work out so well. I've got many of those. But it is about having that empathy, and maybe if it's not empathy because you haven't been there, maybe it's that sympathy to help them understand, I get where you're at, and most often I can say that with the exception of homosexual stuff and this transgender stuff, I haven't been there, but I can pretty, be pretty sure that if I was faced with the messaging now that I had to face back then, I mean, my big thing was all about anorexia, bulimia, my body, my body in terms of me not loving my body the way God gave it to me. It's the same thing. I'm fat. I need to be skinny. That's what the world told me. I'm a girl, I, I'm, not, I'm uncomfortable in my body, I'm insecure just like I was. Rem- remember, that's a universal, everybody's like that, and it's not just when you're a kid. So then all of a sudden you go through this, I need to be a boy, or vice versa, because that's the messaging. You don't really hear as much about anorexia and bulimia like you did all over the place when I was a kid. So they were harming us back then with our bodies in a different way, trying to be something that we weren't, something that God didn't create us to be. Okay, I can go on and on, but find those people that you can relate to and walk with them, learn from them. Don't Put them on a pedestal. They're human beings. Do not fall for the fact that, oh, well, they have this program and they have that program. They must be the most holy person ever. That is so not true for me, for anyone, whether they're wearing a collar, a habit, or just regular street clothes like me. This is your walk with God, and if you start something and it doesn't fit and it doesn't work for you, don't try to make it fit. Move on. That happened to me a lot. Someone would say, oh, you got to listen to, or you got to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I would, and I'd be like, yeah, no, this, this person doesn't vibe with me. I've tried. That's okay. Move on. You're unique in who you like. You're unique in what connects with you. Just make sure that you continue to progress, that you continue to keep your eyes open to new things or do the things that you have been doing, but do them more reverently. We don't have to make these incredible changes in our lives. We just need to pay more attention and realize, huh, I'm kind of doing this halfway, (laughs) If I'm really honest, I'm not, I'm not really doing this so good. Or I've been praying for this for however many years, but I've never put any fasting behind it. So if you're really looking for someone to convert, or if you're looking for someone to have their heart change, or to find the Lord, try to do some sacrifices, align it, unite it to Jesus on the cross, offer that up for that person. The more that we can do here with our prayers, making them sacrificial prayers, the more meritorious they are. It's pleasing to God. We're not earning our prayers, but we are saying, look, it's that important to me that I'm not going to have <laughs> this dessert, this wine, this drug, this porn. I won't look at someone lustfully. I won't have an adulterous affair. You know, I'm going to put my mobile device down and be present for my spouse all night. I'm not going to be selfish and watch my TV going to work and watch something together. I mean, little things like that can go a long way. And then watch how God blesses that. Like if you do decide, I'm not going to be on my phone when I sit next to my husband over coffee or something. I'm going to sit next to him and be available. And there will be a blessing, I'm sure. (laughs) Maybe a great conversation happens. Who knows? God is an amazing God. Okay, this is getting to a half an hour. I'm sorry. I got to get back to the 10-minute podcast. But I just lately feel like I have so much to say. So again, apologies for it being so long. But keep, keep doing something. One small thing. Don't overwhelm yourself. Okay. I love you all. Go find something more with God. Have a blessed and inspired day.